بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد نسلی اللہ رسول الکریم اما بات الحمد للہ ٹوڈے از دا ایٹینتھ آف ڈسمبر ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ that we're going through the commentary of the Blessed Surah Al-Anbiya, alayhi salatu wasalam. And I've reached verse 91. So inshallah today going through this blessed verse. So verse 91. Audhu billahi minash shaitan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. And remember her who guarded her chastity. We breathed into her of our spirit. And we made her and her son a sign of for all the realms. <coughs> so, again, this surah is named after the Holy Prophet and Maryam is honored to be mentioned last, i.e. in the sequence, and her illustrious son. So, turn it to another verse to help clarify. In surah 66, verse 11, in surah 66, Verse 11, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, And Maryam, the daughter of Imran, radiyallahu, who guarded her chastity, and we breathed into her of our spirit, and she testified to the truth of the words of her Lord and of his revelation, and she was amongst the qanitin. So here is a few reports. So this narration is in Nasai, number 8355, Ahmad in his Musnad, number 316, Abu Ya'la in his Musnad, number 2722, Ibn Hibban, number 7010, Hagim in his Mustadrak, number 3836, and Ibn Kathir's Tafsir. Abdullah ibn Abbas, he said, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he once drew four lines on the ground, and he said, Do you know what these lines represent? We answered, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam know best. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then said, The best amongst the women of paradise are Khatija bint Khuwailid, Fatima bint Muhammad, Maryam bint Imran, and Asiya Bint Muzahim, wife of Fir'un. So in this authentic report, the Prophet ﷺ, he drew four lines on the ground. So what's interesting about the report, he could have just mentioned, you know, who are the best women of paradise. Why did he draw four lines? And the scholars point out that this is to get further attention of the, of the listeners. And this is why people now use projectors and things of this nature, which is in line with the sunnah. And the four women, the Prophet said, amongst the women of paradise, are his wife, Khadija, his daughter, Fatima, Maryam, and Asiya. And in another report, it mentions, in Sayyih Bukhari, Sayyih Muslim, and Ibn Kathir's tafsir, Abu Musa al-Ashari, he relates that our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Many men have reached the level of perfection 
But none amongst women have reached this level except Asiya, Fir'aun's wife, Maryam bint Imran, and Khatija bint Khawailid, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. And no doubt, the superiority of Aisha, radiyallahu to other women, is like the superiority of Farid to other males. So, in this report, in Bukhari and Muslim, the Prophet mentioned many men have reached the level of perfection, meaning of the highest standard of Iman. None amongst women have reached this level. And he only mentioned three in this, three blessed women. He mentioned Asiya, Firon's wife, Maryam and Khatija. And then he did a special praise of Aisha. He said Aisha compared to other women in superiority is like Thalid to other males. So note in both of these authentic reports, Maryam is mentioned, radiyallah. So now, first of all, with regards to Asiya, in the Arabic language, you've got letters. And to the untrained eye, certain letters seem to repeat. For example, you've got seen and sought. So the, to the English-speaking Muslim, he would say S, you know, if you translate it into English. But why are they two S's? So they're not two S's. And the blessed name of Asiya explains this. So there's a hadith. So this hadith is in Tirmidhi, uh, number 2838. Imam Tirmidhi said, Hassan Ghadib. stated, it's a sahih report. Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu he said, Anna nabiyya, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ghayya rasma asiyata waqal ante jamila. Ibn Umar radiyallahu said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam changed the name of Asiya. He said, you are Jamila. <coughs> so now again, the English-speaking Muslim, he think, well, she's one of the women of paradise, <coughs> Firon's wife. So why is the Prophet ﷺ changing the name here? He goes, you are Jamila, not Asiya. So in Arabic, Asiya, and here the Saad is used. Ain, Saad, Asiya, it means disobedient. Therefore, it is not suitable for the Muslim. Such names that point out ugly and dislike meanings or are polytheistic have to be changed. So, Asiya with a Saad means disobedient. Asiya with a Seen is Firon's wife. So, putting it very simply, the difference in English is that the Saad is a low, low guttural sound. Asiya. That means disobedient. Asiya with the seed is the blessed name of um, Firon's wife. And what's fascinating about that, Firon's wife, you know, she was the wife of Firon and she was one of the perfect women. How Allah Ta'ala, you know, gave her such iman is incredible. So now another thing here. So in Surah 3 verse 42, in Surah Ali Imran, Surah 3 verse 42, with regards to Maryam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَإِذْ قَالَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةُ يَا مَرْيَمُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ اصْطَفَاكِ وَطَحْرِكِ وَاصْطَفَاكِ عَلَى نِسَاءِ الْعَالَمِينَ And the angel said, O Maryam, Allah Ta'ala has chosen you and purified you 
He has chosen you over all other women of the realms. So now what's interesting about this verse, Surah 3, verse 42. The word chosen is mentioned twice. So if you look at the verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذْ قَالَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةِ يَا مَرْيَمُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ اسْطَفَاكِ Then he says, وَطَحَلَكِ وَاسْطَفَاكِ He has chosen you, purified you, chosen you. So why is he mentioned it twice? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Imam Qurtubi in his commentary, in his tafsir, he said, the word chosen is repeated because the first time it means chosen for worship and the second chosen to bear Isa. So when Allah Ta'ala repeats the word chosen, the first is that he was, she was chosen for worship and she was also chosen to be the mother of Isa. Imam Qurtubi then mentioned some things about Maryam radiyallahu anh, in, his, in his tafsir, volume 3, page 225 of the English translation. He said, Allah the Almighty singled out Maryam radiyallahu for things he did not give to any other woman. Number one, the spirit of absolute purity spoke to her, purified her, blew into her sleeve and approached her for that breath. This happened to no other woman. So the first unique quality of Maryam is that not only did Jibreel come to her in the form of a man, spoke to her face to face, he actually honored her by giving the soul of Isa, he blew it through the sleeve of Maryam and she became pregnant because this was the first. Then Imam Qurtubi said, number two, she believed the words of her Lord. She did not ask for any sign as proof of the good news as even Zakariah had done. So what is this in reference to? When Zakariah was told, which I mentioned in the previous sessions, that I am old, my wife, you know, my wife is also barren. Give me a sign, meaning, you know, show me what I should do. After he was honored to be given Yahya, Maryam didn't ask for any sign. Right? So he goes, even Zakariah asked, but she didn't. Then Imam Qurtubi said, this is why Allah the Almighty called her Siddiqa in the Quran. In Surah 5 verse 75, His mother was a Siddiq. And Surah 66 verse 12, she confirmed the words of her Lord and his books. She was amongst the Qanitin. Imam Qurtubi added, the good news was received by Zakariah and he is considered he considered his old age and baddedness of his wife and asked for a sign. Maryam received the good news of a boy. She considered her virginity and not being touched by a mortal. She asked, how is this when I have not been touched by a man? And she said nothing more and affirmed the words of her Lord and did not ask for any sign as proof. So what was the sign given to Zakaria? He goes, you will not be able to speak for three days. Right? You'll, you'll gesture. What other woman possesses these qualities? Said Imam Qurtubi. Then he said, number three, this is why it is related she will be amongst the foreigners to the paradise with the messengers. Then he quotes a hadith. The Prophet he said, if I were to swear an oath, I would carry it out. 
only a dozen, about a dozen men will enter paradise before the foreigners of my ummah. They include Ibrahim, Ismail, Ishaq, Yaqub, Asbat, Musa, Isa, and Maryam bint Imran. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. So look how amazing. The Prophet sallallahu he said, I swear an oath that there will be some who are not from my ummah. They will enter paradise before my ummah. Even the elite ones. And he mentioned prophets. But there was two, there weren't prophets. One was Asbat. These were the tribes of Bani Israel. And uh, Maryam. Maryam was mentioned. So why was she given this honor? Because she's amongst the prophets in terms of her purity and, and her, you know, her exaltedness. So Imam Qurtubi was highlighting this. Also, it mentions. So the report, just to add this. So some direct reports where the Prophet ﷺ, he said. So this is recorded in Tirmidhi and Mishkat. Fatima Radiyallanga, she said, My father informed me, sallallahu that I shall be the leader of the women of paradise, except over Maryam, daughter of Imran. Hence I laughed. So Fatima, who we know is the leader of the women of paradise, the Prophet mentioned famously. But the Prophet added, except over Maryam. So this indicates the proof that Maryam has a degree over even Fatima. And also in Imam Ahmad in his Musnad al-Bidayah, our beloved Messenger said, Fatima is the best of the women of paradise, except over Maryam, daughter of Imran. So he said it on numerous occasions. He goes, my daughter is the leader of all the women of paradise except over Maryam. In another report, Ibn Abdul Bar states Sahih al-Bidayah. The Prophet said, The mistress of the women of paradise is Maryam bint Imran, then Fatima, then Khatija, and then Asiya, the wife of Fir'un. So not the order. Here, this is used by some to prove the order of these illustrious women. He goes, the leaders of the women of paradise, first he mentioned Maryam. Then he mentioned Fatima. Then he mentioned Khatija. Then he mentioned Asiya. In Tabarani and Al-Bidayah, <coughs> our beloved messengers reported to have said, In paradise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has married me to Maryam, daughter of Imran. He's also married me to the wife of Fir'un, Asiya, and the sister of Musa. So these are three other wives of the Prophet in paradise. And who did he mention first? Maryam. So Maryam becomes one of the mothers of the believers. This honor was given to Maryam, will be given to her. The second was Asiya, Fir'un's wife. So imagine how strange, who's your first husband, Fir'un? Your second husband, Rasulullah, thinking, how's that work? And he goes, it's in paradise. And then he mentioned the sister of Musa, who's mentioned in the Quran, the one who Allah mentions honorably in Surah Qasas. 
In another report, in Al-Haytabi, in Majma Az-Zawaid 9-218, Abu Ya'la Al-Bidayah, the Prophet said, In paradise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has married me to Maryam bint Imran, Asiya bint Muzahim, and Kulthum, sister of Musa. So the name of Musa was from sisters mentioned. His sister was called Kulthum. So all of these were given the unique honor, the great honor of marrying the Prophet. So now to add other details. So with regards to Maryam, there's a few things which certainly are worth mentioning. So there's reports. So this is recorded by Hafiz ibn Kathir in his tafsir. Mujahid rahmatullah he stated that Maryam radiyallah stood in salah until her ankles became swollen and al-kunut is extended prostration in salah. So she's called qanitin in Surah Tahrim. So Mujahid said because she would pray, her ankles would swell and she would also do long, long prostrations. Al-Uzai observes, she was tranquil in her mihrab, kneeling, prostrating and standing until sweat poured from her feet. And after that, the angel gave her the command to obedience. Surah 3 verse 43, she stood up in Salat until her feet hurt, flowed with blood, and fasted. So when she was told to be obedient, she increased her salat. And then eventually she was bleeding from her feet due to her state she was in. Imam Qurtubi in his commentary of Surah 66 verse 12 in his tafsir 4-84, he states that the plural form Al-Qanitun is a description of those who worship continuously between Maghrib and Isha salat. So there seems to be a hint that she used to be very particular about worshipping in that time between Maghrib and Isha. Why? Because there's a hadith where the Prophet said, it is the time where the negligent ignore. So it's a very special time to pray between Maghrib and Isha. Ibn Abi Dunya states that Maryam performed ghusl every night. So this is another unique worship she would do. Every night she'd do a complete uh, ghusl. So this is with regards to some of her worship. And then other things I mentioned. So like I mentioned, she was purified. So let me give you the reports and I'll summarize. Imam Qurtubi in his tafsir, he states, according to Mujahid and Hassan, rahimahumullah, purified means purified from kufr. She was absolutely pure in terms of her belief. According to Al-Zajjaj, she was purified from menses, the blood of childbirth and other physical impurities. So this is interesting. <coughs> According to some of the Salaf, she didn't have menstrual cycle. So that's the thing that stops a woman from worshipping. And she, even when she gave birth, she didn't have blood. There was no afterbirth, as they say, and other impurities. Imam Khazin, in his tafsir, he mentions that Maryam was purified from the touch of man. No man had touched her. Imam Tabari in his tafsir, he calls Muqatr. He stresses Maryam's purification from sin. 
from the blemishes that are found in the religion of other women. So according to Muqatil, she was free of sin. Imam Razi in his tafsir adds that she was purified from all bad habits from the accusation of the Jews. So let's summarize this. So the Quran says she was purified twice. So the 3 verse 42. So you can give five meanings. Number one, she was purified of unbelief. Number two, she was purified from the touch of man. Number three, she was purified of sin. Number four, she was purified of bad habits and accusation of the Jews. And number five, she was purified of menses and post-birth. So here it's important to point out some of the ulama said she was a prophet. She was a prophetess. But the majority said no. She was of the highest levels amongst those after the prophets. But if you look at the meanings here, some of them indicate towards her being a prophet, purified of sin. That's not a sahaba. Nobody can be purified of sin. Unless you argue that it means that she was in sin, but it was purified. And purified of menses. Which of the woman has that? And, and post-birth. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa this direct hadith, uh, this is in Bukhari, Hakim Sahih, Zahabi Sahih, Ibn Sa'd. He said, you are the chief lady Sayyidah of paradise, O my daughter Fatima, with the exception of Maryam, daughter of Imran. So note how often the Prophet said that. Because my daughter is the Sayyidah, the chief of the ladies of paradise, except over Maryam. Why does he keep saying except? Because she's, she's an exception, Sayyidah Maryam radiyallahu. <clears throat> also, Imam Gurtubi in his tafsir, he summarizes his assessment with regards to Maryam when he said, <coughs> <coughs> the obvious sense of the Quran and Hadith demand the conclusion that Maryam Radiyallanga is the most preferred women of all the worlds from Hawa to the last woman on earth to the final hour. So Imam Qurtubi, this is what his conclusion was. He goes, if you try to bend your way around this, you're missing the obvious. Allah Ta'ala has said she was chosen above the women of all nations in the Quran. She was purified twice. He goes, the hadith echoed this. And he goes, therefore, she is the greatest woman of all time, said Imam Qurtubi. So note, he was kind of convinced over this, this finding. And also, there's a report. So like I mentioned, the hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, many amongst men have reached perfection, but amongst women, Maryam, Maryam, Asiya, and uh, sorry, Maryam and Asiya so what's interesting here Imam Nawwi he mentions this hadith is a proof to those who claim the prophethood of women of Asiya and Maryam but the majority are of the opinion that the two were not prophets but two righteous and saintly women and the meaning of Kamila, perfection in the hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, means the utmost of all virtues, including the qualities of reverence and worship. Qadi Iyad further states, if we say there are two prophetesses, there is no question that other women do not come close to them. But if we say there are two saintly women, there is still no objection to indicating others similar to them in this ummah. So what's interesting... That hadith is used as a proof that they were prophets 
आई देव रीच काम इला परफेक्शन बट इमाम नव वी सेस दिस रिफर्स टू द स्टेट्स ऑफ ओदर वुमेन डज नेसेसरीली मीन प्रॉफिटहुड एंड इफ यू लुक एट द द व्हाट अल्लाह तआला सेस एट द एंड इन सूरत 66 वर्स 12 व कानत मिनल कानितिन शी वाज अमंगस्ट द कानितिन सो नाउ अगेन कानितिन इज समथिंग स्ट्रेंज सो इन द वर्क अनवारुल बयान volume 9 page 388 the author he says according to the laws of arabic grammar the word qanitin should be qanitat obedient women so why is allah taala not use qanitat obedient women instead he use qanitin amongst other interpretations scholars mention that the verse is phrased as it is to indicate that her obedience to allah subhanahu wa taala match those of many saintly exalted men this is perhaps why rasulullah said sallallahu alaihi wasallam many men have reached kamila perfection amongst women there were maryam and asiya who achieved this kamila so what's interesting qanitin is used for men if you ask any arab qanitin because you talking about devout men but allah taala calls maryam qanitin so why he use the male plural and then they start going hey so the response is because she was like them i the the holy ones i the prophets of god so not allah taala actually finishes with that in surah tahrim she was amongst the qanitin what's interesting about surah tahrim allah taala talks about the wives of the prophets he talks about those who were destroyed nuh alayhi salatu waslam's wife and lut alayhi salatu waslam's wife then he talks about aisha and hafsa then he talks about asia and who does he mention at the end and even in english you say you leave the best whilst last allah taala says wa maryam abnata imran and maryam the daughter of imran so note there seems to be clear indications that she was the greatest of all these noble women So all of what I've mentioned will help to explain this verse that we've been through. So Surah 21 verse 91 what does Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala say? And remember her who guarded her chastity. We breathed into her of our spirit and we made her and her son a sign for all the realms. So note she is equated to Christ, her noble son, alayhi salatu wasallam as a sign for all the nations. And just to add who are the ones who blaspheme Allah Taala says in the Quran that those blaspheme who accuse Maryam of a heinous crime so Allah Taala uses very very strong words he doesn't say they've committed a great error because they've gone into unbelief what was that statement that took these people into unbelief they say Maryam was a prostitute astaghfirullah and it was the Jews right so why because she got pregnant so they said the obvious thing so allah taala said they blaspheme who say this about maryam radiyallahu and despite the fact she came back with her son isa alayhi salatu wasalam and they were still saying it because our sister of harun what is this that you have brought and then she pointed to the child wa isharat ilay and then isa alayhi salatu wasalam miraculously started defending his mother because i am the servant of allah and he defended his mother and then that should have been the end of the narrative but they still persisted imagine 
Right? At that time, they, you know, they calm down again. So Allah is telling you, and to this very day, if you look at the works of reference, they say that Maryam, Maryam was raped by a Roman soldier. And they even give him a name, Ben Pandera. So note, Allah Ta'ala mentions her with great veneration. Another incredible status of Maryam, he is the only woman mentioned in the Quran. So what's strange to me is when people start arguing, no, 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 so-and-so is great, so-and-so. And then you, like Imam Qurtubi says, why are you bending around the obvious? Who is the only one who's got a surah named after her? Maryam. Even Khadija, Fatima, Aisha, you name the blessed women. None of them's names are mentioned in the Quran. Not one of them. They mention it directly, but not by name. Maryam, every, you know, how many times, or even how many times her name is mentioned? She's got a surah named after her. Surah Maryam, where the prophets are mentioned. Why didn't Allah call it Surah Zakaria, Surah Yahya, Surah Isa, Surah Maryam? So note the incredible honor. And look at the context. You know, people forget. We were born with a silver spoon. Our beloved Prophet was in Arabia. What did the Jahiliya Arabs know about Maryam? Nothing. So why would a man who, Audhi Billah, they say, is an imposter, why would he make himself a further laughing stock by saying to the Arabs, no, 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 she is true. No, she, she's a virgin. She was, you know, she was miraculously, she was impregnated. You know, this proves that he's Rasulullah. Why is he even bothering saying that? Why is he going against the Jews? Why not could he favor with them as well? Yeah, you're right. Something did happen to her. So note, whatever angle you look at, you know, you see that, you know, she was honored above others. I, Lady Maryam, radiallahu. So I'll recite the verse. And we will conclude. We pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes the Quran the Nabi of our hearts. And I pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He forgives me for any errors which we may have inadvertently uttered. Subhanallah <laughs>